thank you. I want to bless you and embrace you. You gotta come to me, cause I don't chase you. But I suggest you choose me, but I won't make you. That's how you get your Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, praise the Lord to everybody. Greetings to um, all of those who are listening, who are part of today. I am letting you know this is another exciting day. We've had a powerful day of guests. We have a, um, already waiting, and today we have in the waiting area um, for is his time um, is. Dr. Graham, amen, we learned Jennifer Genoa, amen, so Dr. Graham, and don't worry, her name is not Jennifer, she was teaching us how to say her name correctly, and so I am overseer Thomas A. Pulliam, and senior pastor of Heaven's Harvest Ministries, and today I want to just open up that door um, to Dr. Graham for us to have a great conversation, um, she carries a heavy weight of knowledge, um, expertise and she is phenomenal she's a transit a man from the midwest um, from indiana um, down here um, to the great state of georgia and i have seen just the power of what she has to carry and she carries it in excellence she carries it in power she carries it in great exploits and oh if y'all want to know somebody about details woof, lord she's about all details and they were pin <laughs> every eye will be hidden every t will be crossed but that's what we need and we have some great things we're going to do next week as well and brother um bishop jonathan have already cleared that he will be with us next thursday uh, um, because there's a belief that this conversation we had yesterday, it just needs to linger on. It needs to go on. And today we're going to try to do the same thing. We're going to get Sister Joy Ellerby, Miss Joy Ellerby back, and we're going to just further some things. So we're not going to further delay on um, this right quick. We're going to bring on to y'all um, Dr. Graham, Dr. GNP, um, and, and we can start this um, alignment of questions. How you doing, Dr. Graham? Welcome, welcome to It's His Time. It's good to see you. How you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for having me. <laughs> uh, to God be the glory. It is a pleasure. Amen. Haven't done this too much. We had sort of like a test run. And uh, on our test run, it was magnificent. A lot of laughter and everything. We're going to today, uh, we're just going to enjoy ourselves. And I'm going to start a little awkward uh, in this meeting of you joining us on It's His Time. And I'm going to start um, with something a little different. Amen. Um, tell us something about you, um, Dr. Dr. Graham, we know you saved, we know you know the Lord, we know you've been baptized in Jesus' name, um, but tell us something about you um, that people who are familiar with you still might not know. Is there anything about you people familiar with you still might not know? Um, one thing people may not know is that I used to golf. I was on a golfing team for about three years when oh. I lived in Illinois before I came. So I, I know how to swing a golf club. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Because when you talked about it before, I'm like, what are you talking about? When did you when did you swing a club? We're going to have to do something here. We're going to have to get out there and do a little something. Well, that's some great stuff to, to know. Now, how, how long has this been since you have truly played? Have you really played since you've been here? Or that's something you're yearning to get back into? Um, I've 
Um, it's some, something I'm yearning to get back to. The last time I actually played, played was about a week before the last um, HHM golf tournament. Okay, about three or four years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. and that was at um, out there in the wonderful area. We'll just say out there. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, uh, Dr. Graham, uh, we know that you have some great education and things, and um, you are in business, and um, you handle taxes. You're in a whole lot of areas. Um, tell us about where you're from quickly, if you can. Where are you from, brought up? And, um, yeah. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana, born and raised. I was there all my youth and half of my adult life. <laughs> I come from a, a, a small family, single parent household. I have an older brother, but I have a ton of cousins on both my dad and my mom's side. They're both um, one of many. <laughs> well, praise God. Well, how did you get into the business field? What was your driving force to get you into corporate entities and business and leadership? Um, actually, um, I got into accounting, um, by default. Um, I was a senior in high school. I didn't know what I was doing. I had a one-year-old, uh, son and, um, I actually was over my best friend's house at the time and her mom had a ton of change. And I looked at the change on the table and guessed how much it was. And, um, I was within like five cents and it was like, you know, like $5 and something and a bunch of change. And she said, you should be an accountant. So that's what I did. So I got into accounting and then I got into the corporate world and I started seeing all of the major changes that was happening. Um, And as a proactive person, I like to help people, you know, solve their problems and, you know, kind of mitigate things to prevent problems. Um, And as I was going in the corporate world, uh, my first job had a lot of turmoil. So I wanted to learn leadership so that I could be more effective in bringing about organizational change faster so that the leaders could see the benefits of it. Well, to God be the glory. We all know that you have a dual doctorate in two areas, um, corporate sustainability and organizational leadership. Um, talk to us a little bit about real quickly, what is corporate sustainability? So corporate sustainability is all about the the people, the planet, all of that. So everything working together. Um, to save the planet and being in harmony. And so you have metrices and KPIs and all of these things that you um, kind of change your business in order to make things better. So you make things cost effective. um, You make your work environment great for your people. You make the the company run great for the um, environment so you're not hurting the world. Um, You're also turning a profit and then you're also benefiting the community. Oh, praise God. I, you know me. I love all of that. Um, it, it, that's what blessed me when you um, first brought to my attention that you knew people um, across the globe that was in the economic wellness. And, you know, I went crazy like, OK, let's build that relationship because that's that's my wheelhouse there. Um, and now talk to us about organizational leadership. How were you able to blend um, the corporate sustainability and the organizational leadership together? Um, Basically, with organizational leadership, I have studied how organizational change comes about and the decisions that leaders make making certain moves. Um, So when I hear or feel things coming down the pike, 
um, I'm able to dive into the processes and make sure that the processes support the changes in the vision that the organizational leaders are making. And then with the sustainability, you put the extra processes in for the long-term vision to make sure that whatever changes are being made, they're being made positively, they're being made effectively, and they're gonna, they're here to stay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, is that something of a necessity for the body of Christ for church? How do you see that? Yes. And tell yes, us how. Is. Tell us how. Um, COVID has shown us. Um, everybody does not have the fear of the Lord like they say. Um, people kind of closed up and closed mm -hmm. off. And so mm -hmm. now we're at a point, now that we know what happens when fear is running the church, um, now that we, we know what that looks like, we have to get back together and get the processes in place to make sure that it doesn't happen again because Jesus never closed the church. God never closed the church. Um, I'm very thankful that Heaven's Harvest Ministries under, under your leadership overseer, we didn't close our doors and we didn't lose anybody. So there is a method in God that you can use to sustain your, your church the, through anything. Oh, hallelujah. Glad that we were able to be a light. Um, the, um, when I look at all that you have um, done, it's, it's staggering. Talk to us about some of the companies that, that you have began that, and, and um, what is your hand of extension with those companies to the body of Christ? Because you have some great stuff on your plate. Well, I am the CEO of Utilitarian Financial Consulting, and that is basically where I'm helping um, majority corporate entities and individuals and small businesses. I kind of, you know, um, being all to all. So I take whatever problem that they have and I'm helping them um, with that. Um, currently, I have a corporate client that is doing a financial transformation. Um, so I'm helping with that initiative. Um, getting them over to a new, getting that restructured, making sure their revenue and their processes are working great. Um, for small businesses, I help talk through um, how do you start your business? How do you keep it going? What are the processes that you need um, in order to keep it running? Where do you need to cut costs? Mm. All of that. Um, and then on the individual side, I do taxes and um, kind of talk through generational wealth, what that means to yes. that individual and what processes and things that they need in place in their life in order to make that happen. Could you talk to us about that? I remember the, um, um, your, your, your case concerning um, generations being um, stockholders to themselves and their families building from within. Could you talk to us about, about that real quick, how important it is for generation, generational wealth to be established? Um, it's very important. Um, you are supposed to, you're, you're growing your life and you're building your life um, as a household corporation. And so you as the CEO and the leader of your home, it's your job to have your household and your family outlive you. So in order for them to outlive you and prosper and do better than you, you have to give them the tools and the information that's necessary in order to do that. So you have to save your money. You also have to teach your children and your grandchildren and anybody else. You know, as long as you're alive, you should be teaching your family how to make things better for the next generation after them. Mm. And I'm um, just hearing you. I hear everything that I see 
um, with even the extension of um, stewardship of grace and um, all of the things you've done for debt cancellation, for um, everything with the Department of Education. How do you see all of that fitting for the house of God, the stewardship, the debt cancellation, family stewardship, and, and generational wealth? Um, all of it ties together, um, especially in church, um, because you have to learn how to earn money and take care of your family, but you have to do it cost effectively and you have to do it realistically. Um, you have to keep your education costs down. Education is wonderful, but if you don't have the proper guidance to get what to meet your goals in a cost effective way, you're going to be in debt and you're going to be in debt forever. And we're seeing that. Um, that's why I started Educational Debt Cancellation Foundation yeah. to bring awareness to that so people can make different choices um, as people are getting back into the church and bringing their talents and their tithes and offerings to the church. You want to make sure that the churches are being um, responsible according to the word of God and running their churches in a manner that is pleasing to God and also respectful of the money, people's hard on money that they're bringing to the church. Amen. I don't think we've mentioned that too many times, hard earned, um, yeah. that people are giving their faith to the house of God and we must be just great stewards of that. Uh, okay, let's let's drift down another path because there's so many entities of you. Um, it's the scary entity. Most folks do not realize that you have two doctorate degrees, which um, is, 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 is something to behold. We applaud you for that, Mike. That's a rare fate. It really is rare. And we thank God for your educational prowess and the strength and the grace God has given you, amen, to be able to do such. And, and to have the sustainability to continue um, in that. Now, I remember, uh, you don't talk about it much, um, for your first doctorate, you wrote a book. And it, it's not mentioned a lot. <laughs> Tell us about that first book that you wrote. So that book is basically a how to get a corporate entity out of a crisis. Um, it's is that really the book that the church study. is not requesting? Yes, the church is not requesting <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt you, Dr. Graham. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, it's based off a case study. I was working for an organization that um, made five major organizational changes in three years. And basically, because I studied leadership, I could see that they were moving on to the next change without fully letting the first organizational change take hold because it was all about um, recovering money and keeping the company afloat. And so you have leaders that were coming in and making these major organizational changes and being in the accounting field, you get to see everything from sales to profit. And if you don't let the organizational change run its course to get to profit, you'll never see the profit. And so that's what my book was about, my experience and making sure that the leaders had the um, the characteristics and the integrity that they needed um, to drive the company to the vision that they were um, trying to achieve. And then that the company itself supported that vision and having the processes and the communication and everything in place and to do it efficiently so that going from a five to 10 year turnaround on an organizational change, you could see the benefits in one or two years, which is a huge um, gap yes. reduction. 
It, it really is. Right? It makes it very cost effective in its own right. Oh, okay, that was that book. That was a corporate entity um, and your case study and pulling all of that research together and quantitative and, 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 and all of that kind of wonderful stuff. And, and, and you, you got all your numbers. And, all right. Then there's this book. <laughs> that came out. Uh, hey, tell us, uh, tell us about your your new book, the one that came out a year ago, and um, the heartfelt book. Talk to us about that one. So, cyanidation, the refinement of my life, is a uh, memoir. It goes over my earliest memories to my mid thirties. Yes. <laughs> Um, God gave me that book because I get asked all, you know, over and over, why do you have two doctorates? How did you get to where you are? Um, sometimes people think that my career should be different or look different. Um, and so it was just time to tell my story in order for people to get to know me, get to know my journey, um, get to know my faith. Um, because literally it's a, a breathing testimony that I'm still going through that your beginning does not have to dictate um, all right now. where you end up. Oh, don't start preaching. All right now. Uh, all right. Uh, so what is, what is what was the biggest moment from book number one, educationally wise, and, and going from your mind to your heart? Um, because you, once you, when you went to tell your story, um, you had to stay within the context of exposing, um, exposing your heart, exposing uh, whatever the laundry basket was holding. Uh, uh, let's talk about that, if you don't mind. Well, how was that? And, and was there apprehension on the exposure? You got it out because you, you a doer. It's what you do. I've, I've known you for years. If it's on your plate, you knock it out. You get it done. But there had to be a, like a piece of apprehension to expose the laundry basket there was um, there was a lot of personal um, information in there that not everybody knew mm. um, but God gave it to me in a way that I I did not have a heart of bitterness um, I did not have a heart of accusal or wow. revenge you didn't um, I wanted to tell the story and I didn't have to name names um, but I wrote it in a way that people can take the information understand me and then use the pieces of what they read to apply to their own lives, whether they are trying to uh, prevent something or have a discussion. Um, I really wanted this to be a toolkit um, for people to read it and say, oh, well, I, I've experienced that. So let me talk mm -hmm. about it. Or I've heard of somebody or I see this in somebody else. Um, let me see how I can help. And I really believe you accomplished that goal. You really accomplished it from beginning to end. The process in the book is vicious um, because it, it talks about the shift of decisions, the shift of complexity and going down the road of, okay, I remember when you sent it to me and I was like, I called you blown away. Like, really? Like, really? When, when? How come I don't know this? And, and, <laughs> and you was like, well, it's the story. And I haven't told everybody everything and you still haven't given your all to to the world, which I, I'm very pleased with. Um, now, let's let's talk about um, a little bit of faith measure before we go down a, a road. Uh, um, how do you how do you see um, what you do in a in a faith category of mentoring? Um, can what what you do is that brought to the table in the sense of faith and mentoring and and bringing a faith element and a, a gospel element to mentoring in your field of leadership and sustainability, even to the youth lives and giving them um, direction? 
Um, I'm, I'm a catalyst by nature. Um, God has made me a person who hurts when somebody else hurts. So um, if you tell me you're hurting or if I see that you're hurting, I'm going to do what I can to get you to a different place that's um, less hurtful, mm-hmm. whether it's giving you information, whether it's just talking to you, whether it's get, you know giving you a hug. Yeah. Um, we have to slow down on the hugs in the workplace. <laughs> um, but I was notorious for I would take people in conference rooms or just take that moment and just give them a hug mm-hmm. um, to get it out. You know, if you want to scream at somebody, scream at me for five minutes. I yes, can take it. Yes, they don't bother yes. me. <laughs> but from a faith realm um on my faith journey that just enhanced my heart of giving and elevated um the amount of help that i can do because i go above and beyond um if you tell me what you're going through if i even know you um or know what you're trying to do i'm going to support you i'm going to give you information um we don't even have to talk every day i still love you (laughs) amen you have displayed that for years i've watched um, a lot of people that's one thing they don't know about you i've watched you give up your personal time to make sure there's scholarship money and teaching training help write papers dissertations as we got some people in the doctoral program and and just spending that time and going to graduations and going to their houses and making sure the need is met um, some people call some people call that missionary work or uh, <laughs> yes but we, we won't put that on we won't put that crown upon your head um, what advice would you really give to a person who would love to travel um, down that field of corporate sustainability or educate themselves in accounting or what, what advice would you give to that person who is considering um, that career path? Uh, the first step is find somebody who's already in there and talk to them, have an honest conversation about the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, That's something else that I cover in my book is my um, I call it the corporate hunger games um, that I was involved (laughs) in. And so once you understand, um, because I come from a family that didn't work. Um, and so I had no mentors to show me how to navigate the corporate world, which is very important. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Amen. Um, So that's the first step is you need a mentor. You need somebody in your corner that's going to help you get the information that you need so that you can make an informed decision. All right. And you will be and can be that person. Amen. Um, Her information is down (laughs) on the bottom for those who are considering that field and just want to um, ask questions about some things. You know, I have to take two minutes. We we in September, you know, tax season is coming. You know me in tax season, how big that is to me. Um, Is there any great pointers, Dr. Graham, because you're massive in that field, um, doing it on all levels. I've seen you for years handle corporate individual everything and and doing it on a fortune 500 level because you is there any pointers you could give um christians saved sanctified full of the holy ghost um saints of god information quickly on taxes or what would be like three important things to do or to consider during the tax season um three things be organized mm-hmm. be honest and uh yeah that's the big yeah you was fine until you said that you know you was okay (laughs) until you said be honest but go ahead but go ahead (laughs) be organized be honest and get help 
Um, a lot of people get overwhelmed. You have you you're busy. You have busy lives. You're trying to grow your business. You're trying to work with kids, that kind of thing. So if you don't have the bandwidth to get all of your receipts together and you were not organized from one tax season to the other, um, hire somebody, get a get a friend involved, um, whatever you need to do. But you don't want to set yourself up for failure tax wise because you didn't have all your receipts and you didn't do your due diligence because being lazy is proven will cost you well, in taxes. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And IRS is that one guy who doesn't like to give pardons. <laughs> hey, man, they charge you while they discuss it. Um, um, I, I want to be sure that I acknowledge um, one great thing. For those that don't know, she's also a trumpet player. She plays the trumpet. She used to play in, uh, what is, okay, I know it's at Orgathorpe. Which, which entity at Orgathorpe did you used to play in? Um, it was the symphony. Hey, it, was, it was, yeah, the symphony orchestra. Um. <laughs> Do you miss those days of uh, just being at the orchestra and going to the rehearsals and being in the midst of the um, almost um, uh, um, the organized blend of, of all of the collaboration to make beautiful music? Yes, I do. I, I love the symphony. And I was um, the director that was there at Oglethorpe at the time is now at uh, Georgia State. Oh. He's the director of the Georgia State Orchestra. And he reached out to me to play the trumpet. And I was like, I, oh. I, can't. <laughs> I can't. I don't have the bandwidth to do that right now. Um, <laughs> because well, uh, my, my overseer has tasked me to uh, learn the piano. And so I'm, I'm learning piano now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, a full plate means you can always eat a uh, full plate. Um, um, we're, we're down to less time, but I want to tap into um, one um, um, area. Talk about real quick, what is it like um, to have Christ in your life and a full world, a Christ in your life and, and your world is just complex with um, duty, details, and vision? Um, it, it's really hard to put into words because I've always been an organized person, but having the Christ element on top of it, it's like night and day. Um, because one, you're doing things out of duty and obligation, and this is what I decided to do. The other, Christ gives you purpose. Christ gives you a sense of community that I've never had before. Um, it's, it's, it was just life changing. It changed my mind. It changed my son. Um, it's changing my mother. Um, it's, it's invaluable. It's, it's invaluable. I, I would not have been able to get a second doctorate. I would not have been able to do write the book, um, do a lot of the things that I've done in the past, you know, 10 years without that faith element and growing yes. myself spiritually. Best. And and um, as overseer and, and watching your walk with Christ, we're excited to see what's in front of you and what you can offer to the body of Christ. Because I know there's more entities and there's more broadening of the gifting that you have. Um, we have placed down at the um, bottom of the ticker of some things and we want to be sure um, that we know that you have businesses and we want people to know that um, all of your rich knowledge 
knowledge uh, is offered to them. Um, even though it's at the bottom, could you let everybody know where they can reach out to contact you at? Um, Genoa.gram at gmail.com. Um, you could also go to my website, which is www.drgmp.com. Um, you could leave a message. Uh, you could also give me a call, 678-502-6229. Amen. And for those, that's Dr. Um, uh, Jennifer Genoa Graham. <laughs> Her middle name is not Jennifer. It was just a class we had before. Brother Tate's laughing now as well. Dollar sign, Dr. Genoa Graham. And um, you can cash app her um, if you want to plant a seed into her life and where she's going. She's not selling any information. It's just sometimes you just got to bless people and um, and reach out a little bit and, and, and give God the glory for what they are brought to the table. Now, um, I'm going to throw it to the left end real quick. I have to. I have to. Uh, okay. So how long have you been in the state of Georgia? I've been in the state of Georgia 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. All right. Uh, well, and you know I have to plug this. Amen. And, and what church have you been at for this time that you've been in the state of Georgia? Heaven's Harvest Ministries. <laughs> we thank, hey, Lord have mercy. We thank God for that. Um, I, I have one minute here. We want to take time to be sure that people know that you love the Lord and that you love the Lord with your whole heart. And um, and real quick, a couple seconds. Where do you see? Um, where do you see what all that you have been given by God? Um, where do you see that in five or 10 years? Where, where can you see the placement of it? Um, helping more people. Um, I see Heaven's Harvest Ministries growing. I see the members growing. Um, I see churches growing. Um, I see other businesses growing. There is a big move of God right now to expand territory and um, get back in line with God so we can get back on the right track. And I would be honored um, to help people get to that next level and go beyond. Great. I love that. Hey, man, she joined the team, um, not by choice, but by um, nomination um, for Kingdom Connection Fellowship International for Church and Business um, for that or in relations. And I thank her for that um, and being ready to and prepared to access the body of Christ. Dr. Graham, we thank you for being on Is His Time um, with me, Overseer Thomas A. Pulliam Sr. And to all of them who are listening today, we appreciate you so much. Um, this has been a comfortable, beautiful beautiful episode we want to have you back in a in a couple of weeks because you know i got a couple more roads i want to go down with you and i got to have you back on to talk about them in faith and in structure and and just talking about how to manage wills and testaments and and how to handle budgeting and all of that that's really for those that don't know that is deeply down her wheelhouse you need to hear her talk about budgets and, <laughs> and how to put your finances in order we are looking forward this has been tremendous we honor you, Dr. Graham, and we pray that God um, places his hand of grace upon you and that he shines a face upon you and give you peace that has no end. Um, you are tremendous. To everybody else that are listening, may God bless you, may he keep you, may he shine his face upon you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I have to leave with you 24 and 25. Um, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. And we all say amen. amen thank you dr graham everybody we call thank you blessed you, today have the have a blessed rest of the day y'all know my signature kaboom
Hey, hey, it's on. I love you too much to forsake you. I want to bless you and embrace you. You gotta come to me, cause I don't chase you. But I suggest you choose me, but I won't make you. That's how you get your break, Angola. Cause I really needed it. Felt your presence out there, I'm finally obedient. Thank you for your love.